it's going to be a great time in his presence. Father, we thank you. For it is in you for us to will and to do for your good pleasure. It is in the heart of many people to come this evening. But beyond their desire is the ability to execute. And that you have granted everybody seated here, and perhaps those on their way, the opportunity to be here. Father, our desire is that our encounter with you today will not be in vain in Jesus' name. Everybody present here today, on site and online, that the Lord will reach out to us in the name of the Lord Jesus. The tangible miracle will happen in our lives in the name of the Lord Jesus. Thank you for attending to us. Use me as your vessel. Speak through me, and your name alone will be glorified. And the saints of God say a convincing amen. All right, I want to say a very big thank you again and again to our senior pastor for this awesome opportunity to bring the word of God to the saints of God. And my prayer is that we would always do as the Lord will impress in our hearts and as according to the expectation and the demand and mandates of the ministry in Jesus' name. I want to say thank you to the senior pastor and all the other pastors for this opportunity. We'll go straight into the word of God, and I want to prepare your heart that we're going to have about three dimensions of God's word this evening. The first one is that we're going to have a conversation. The second one is that I'm going to throw light on what God has to say, as impressed in my heart, while seeking the face of God. And the third is that we're going to pray together. Is that okay? All right. We're going to do what? We're going to have to talk. Then at some point, I'm going to throw light on certain part of the subject in focus. Then at the end of the day, we're going to pray together. And all of that should end on or before 730 so tell your neighbor, get ready for what God has got to do tonight. Tell your neighbor, get ready. Okay, like I rightly established and mentioned in my introduction, that we're going to maintain the focus of the message we heard on Sunday. And for the purpose of a brief reminder, I want to ask every one of us that we're around on Sunday. How many of us were around on Sunday? Anybody? Okay. Very good. Okay, so I'm going to throw it the very simple question that is expected of a lecturer. If you are a student in that, ministry, in that um, service on Sunday, as I was a student, the lecturer taught us a lot of things. So I'm going to ask for the purpose of to remind us or to ask if you can recall the much you heard. So let me ask a straight question. What stayed on your mind after that message on Sunday? What stayed? You know, you know it's not what did he say. It's not what was preached. It's not what the title was. What stayed on your mind? Because usually it is what stays on your mind that you will meditate on. And it is that meditation that will translate into testimony. So, help me this evening. What stayed on your mind after the message on Sunday? A lot of things stayed on my mind. And of course, I'll share mine with you. But you, you heard it on Sunday. What stayed on your mind? Anybody, please? Anybody? All right, sir. Thank you. The Lord. Hallelujah. Against all odds. Against all odds. Which means God can change situations. God can do anything, notwithstanding what you are seeing or what you are facing. I went with against all odds. It can still happen. And I'm still staying on it against all odds. Fantastic. Let's celebrate the man of God. Now, I want to believe that that word stayed on your mind not because it was the first time you heard it, but it connected with certain situations and circumstances in your life that you are currently going through or you are at the verge of giving up on. 
and that the message reoriented you reinforced your faith. That it doesn't matter what the process looks like. The process may not appear that it will deliver the desired results. But there is a God who has the power to turn anything around. And that message stayed on your hand to say, for the whole of this week, the whole of this year, your story will end in happiness. Yeah. Against all hearts. Any other person, what else stayed on your mind? Let me pause again to say that one of the old essence of church is simply because there's a whole lot of overwhelming situation going, out, going on out there. A lot of situations that the same principle that keeps the boat afloat. If the boat is not careful, that same water that is keeping it afloat, if that same water enters the boat, what happens to the boat? It will sink. The very situation that if you don't guard your heart with all diligence, if you allow what is going on out there to enter your heart, saints of God, no matter how strong you are, you could likely sink. And so the responsibility of the shepherd of the church of God is to create some sort of immunity or insulation or reinforcement to know that no matter how bad and how terrible it is in the forest, the lion will not eat grass. Are you following me? And so God has made special provision for all his covenant children. That your narrative is not about what is going on. But if you can keep your eyes focused on him, the author, the finisher of the faith, you will share a different testimony. But for that to happen, three things must happen. You must learn God. You must unlearn God. You must relearn. Are you following me? You must learn God because the way you are, there is a, there's a part of you that is a whole nature. And the Bible told us clearly, it said, God will not put a new wine in an old skin. The mandate of this church is transformation. Whatever can change your mind can change your life. Is that correct? So the whole idea of church is let us change their thinking. Then the outcome will be different. So asking that question is to ensure that the man of God just didn't speak to excite you. He didn't demonstrate eloquence of speech or he didn't come to impress us with diverse knowledge or complex revelation. But the simplicity of God's word that can reinforce and strengthen us against all that is going on in the world. What state on your mind is my first question. Any other person? Any other person? Thank you, ma. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Where I'm positioned and how I'm positioned determines the outcome I'll get. Very good, very good, very good, very good. Absolutely ecstatic. You will recall that some of the points the man of God amplified is that there is God of location. You can't be anywhere God does not want you and demand a blessing. Like I jokingly tell my people that I work with, as believers, I say you can't be drawing your pleasure and leisure in the world and have peace with God. It doesn't work that way. There is something called the God of location. That where you are should be where God wants you to be. Because it is where God wants you to be that he can reach out to you. Am I correct here? So as you are thinking and you are reconfiguring your mind and you are processing how to get yourself away from all the madness out there, ask yourself the critical question. Am I where I'm supposed to be? Is this location right? Very critical question. God bless you. Location. Be location sensitive. Be location sensitive. What did I say? Be location sensitive. There is nothing wrong with the apple seed. Are you following me? But the apple seed will never grow in Lagos. 
There is nothing wrong, but put the apple seed in the right climate, it will grow. There is nothing wrong with you at the moment. Perhaps you should revisit your location. All right, the last person. I'll give the last person the opportunity for time's sake. What else stayed on someone's mind? Any other person? You know, this is the beauty of Wednesday service. Where we allow everybody to express their views, opinions, so that we can crisscross and share together. As a matter of fact, Wednesday service is one of the services that brought me to Grace Assembly. Was used to be extremely and extremely engaging. All right, another person, one more person, just the last person. And then we move straight into, um, all right, thank you, madam. Please make her feel comfortable, put your hands together for her. Good evening, sir. Good evening. Good evening. So I decided to, I heard a sermon that says, when you see and um, hear a word, receive it, believe it, and engage it. Amazing. So on Monday, I was facing a certain, you know, situation. situation. And, and I was, I told, when I left home, I told myself, today, I experienced providential outcomes. Communicate it. Thank you. You understand? So yeah. by the time I got to the office and I was trying to do one or two things, it wasn't looking, I had a disappointment, but I told myself, you are there. Today, hmm. you are experiencing providential outcomes. And to God be the glory, at the end of that day, glory to God. what I wanted came to be. Glory to God. To Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. The word of God works if you stayed on it. God is not a man that will lie. The church is not an arena to entertain you. It's to change your destiny for good. Are you aware that by Sunday we're going to have testimony and thanksgiving service? And every one of us who heard that message on Sunday should be wired up to give a testimony this coming Sunday. Because that word changed my personal orientation. Let me share with you, before I put a closure on this, the part of this conversation, what stayed on my mind. Many things stayed on my mind, but there was something the senior pastor said. You know, the meeting on Sunday was so interesting that there was a lot of conversation back and forth from the pastorate to the man of God preaching here. And a lot was going on. And evident that the Spirit of God was saying, look, you don't have to listen to all those noise and all those gibberish going out there. I am God. I know how to create a Goshen, even in Egypt. The, the man of God said something that stayed in my own mind. He said it is not just about the snake coming out of the fire. The snake came out, wrapped itself around the young man called Paul. The two things Paul could have done, out of fear, he could have shaken the snake away. And you know what would have happened? The snake would have just gone elsewhere and still remain a threat in that community. But we were told in that scripture that Paul looked at the snake, deliberate, intentional, well calculated. He said, I must put an end to this global threat, this national threat, this deadly threat. And the Bible told us, and Paul took, shook his hands and shook the snake inside where? The fire. That was not where he ended it. He said, what should have killed Paul was the, one, was the only one that what? Died. And I wrote to my... I wrote a, am I correct? That caught, that caught the pastor also. Saints of God, you know what I wrote in my diary when I got home? I said that Sunday will be the last time an enemy will threaten me and he will go scot free. Yeah. Uh, I'm not sure you heard me. Because if you allow them to go scot free, they will come back. Some people are suffering generational blessings because they didn't kill the snake the first time. 
that stayed on my mind. Ah, or dummy down. We didn't call you to entertain you, saints of God. God established dominion grace in your life. Don't be intimidated by what is going on out there. You are stronger than it. And so this morning, we're going to journey further on the subject, providential outcome against all odds. Permit me to establish the, the porch operative word in that sentence. I took time to look at the meaning of the word odds. The literal meaning that I would I assume before I check it up in the dictionary was that odds means obstacle. That was what I thought it was before I went to, to the dictionary. That horse, the meaning of horse is. But when I went to the dictionary, it's not it doesn't really mean obstacle. Horse simply means the outcome of the impact of a challenge or a situation. The horse can either be this way or that way. Against all horse. So it can be for you or otherwise. And listen to me, saints of God. Listen very attentively. I asked again a simple question. Can't it just be a better life like God created the Garden of Eden? Adam was enjoying his peaceful life. Everything was rosy in the garden. Can't we just go back there? Must we go through challenges, difficulties, painful experiences, struggle? And let me shock you. Some of the things we are dealing with, they are not product of the sin you committed. So, don't, don't be too hard on yourself. Can't we just go through life peacefully? You know, have you ever heard some people out of frustration, they said two things. Let even Jesus come and put an end to this madness. Have you ever heard anybody say something like that? There are a whole lot of people that are moving around life like, God, this weight is killing me. When am I going to get out of this circle of last year, same two years ago, and you know what the Lord reminded me of? He said, has it ever crossed your mind also that I sat down JJ on my throne as God and running the affairs of life and the galaxy? Just from nowhere, one little boy called Lucifer just woke up with an ambition <laughs> and said, Emilokon. and the tranquility of heaven. Angels singing, everything going normal, waiting flower, walking on the streets of gold, everything. Is that not the kind of life we all want? The one rebel boy just woke up one morning for what reason? I no, maybe until we see him. And you would have probably asked the devil the simple question, but what really got into you that you felt you could overthrow God? And he just got up and said, Emilokon. And God, maybe God was shocked. Maybe God was surprised. He probably just looked at him and said, for real, you've tampered with tranquility of this place? Are you okay? All right. There is no point arguing with you. And he just called one of the angels like him. Send that guy away. Away to where? Eh? Away to where? <laughs> As co-host with who? You and I. Now, where are we going to drive into? So, it's very clear and simple. This issue, <laughs> all this 
challenges, problems, difficulties. You know, one pastor was preaching on Sunday. He said, a young lady who didn't have any issue of promiscuity, married as a virgin, yet had a challenge with giving birth. You would ordinarily assume that if someone married as a virgin, all right, at the point of childbearing, it should be very natural. So it's got nothing to do with who you are. It's got nothing to do. It's not uh, an offense. The only reason why you are going through what you are going through is that you were born on earth. And we are fighting that battle. And the good news is this. The battle is real, but more real is the victory. Are you following me? But I appreciate the fact that you are clapping. But this is not too much of any good news. It is not everybody that went through the battlefront that will come back victorious. It is not every woman who desires to have a husband will truly die with a husband. Will, will live and have a husband. Life will not serve you all your desires if you don't do the right thing. There is something to always do. And that was the crux of the message on Sunday. And that is the direction of the prophecy that the Lord gave us as a church. That, listen to me, it doesn't matter the process. If you stay focused on the providential outcome, this year, your story will end in happiness. So, the objective of my message today is to present to you some of the choices you need to make to make the odds turn out in your world's favor. God did not give birth to irresponsible children. God is not a magician. God expects you to do something. It is the something you do. One of the best messages, and so many messages I've seen a person have preached, but there was a time he took a series on Lazarus. He said concerning Lazarus, God stood before the grave of Lazarus. He said, Lazarus, come forth. Saints of God, Lazarus got up with the robe wrapped around him in the graveyard clothes. He got up and he was up in. He was up in. No amount of divine instruction will remove that robe. It will require the effort of the men around to untie Lazarus to be free. There is something for everyone to do. There is something for me to do. Now, I want to say to us, by way of division, the challenges of life are in twofold. Number one, there is a natural challenge. And let me open it straight to the book we read on Sunday. We read two chapters of the Bible on Sunday. The first one is Acts chapter 27, and the other one was what? Acts chapter 28. Am I correct? Act 27. So let me quickly show you from that same scripture the two dimensions of challenges that every man would encounter so long you are born. The first one is Act of Apostles chapter 27 verse 7. Please read it open it for me, multimedia. Two types of challenges. Act 27 from verse 7. Act 27 verse 7. Now listen to this please and process it in your mind as you read. When we had sailed slowly many days and arrived with difficulty of what? Of needles. The wind, not doing what? Not permitting us to do what? Proceed. The what? The wind. Who is in charge of the wind? Who is responsible for the wind? Is that wind a product of witchcraft? No. Is that wind a demonic act? No. The wind is only doing its natural job. But unfortunately for us, the job of the wind is a resistance and a disadvantage to our own movement. The wind not permitting us to proceed. Right now, your challenge may be a product of the wind. The wind. The wind could mean many things. 
determine your configuration from family background. I say to people, a man is born with a great nature, but can be nurtured in a different environment. Your nature might be great. I'm a very kind, gentleman. But if you are nurtured among all star people, they will program hostility into your life. Am I correct here? The wind is not the product of any man. It's not a witch. It's not a stepmother. It's not a father. It's not anybody. It's the wind. Can you take away the wind? No. What do you do to the wind? You face it. That is the first source of human challenge. It is not necessarily a product of sin. It is natural that as long as you are born in human body, you will go through challenges in life. Now, the second source of challenge is in the same act of Apostle, chapter 28, verse 3. The second source. Once we establish the sources, we move straight into a few things. There is a song that came to my spirit. I'll sing it after this scripture. Look at what it said here. It said, but when Paul had gathered what? A bundle of sticks and laid them on what? The viper what? Let us, then Let us be honest with ourselves. If Paul had not gathered stick, if Paul had not lit fire, would the viper have come out? So be honest as a good judge. Who went to look for the trouble of the viper? Eh? Eh? Paul! If Paul had gone somewhere else to catch that same fire, to light that same fire, the viper would have been on his own space. JJ. Eh? You know how they tell you in life, you better cope with that problem. JJ, you know, you're coming to church is what is annoying some people. If you refuse to come to church again, they will leave you alone. If Paul had not lit the fire, the viper would have been intact. But let us ask a question why did Paul lit that fire? Can someone help me a little, please? You know, the training we got growing up as a believer is when the pastor is done preaching. Those days, they, we, we, we really didn't have money to buy tapes and CDs. So what we do is go back to the notes. The Bible called them the Berean Christians. They go back and study. So I went to study it and ask myself, why did Paul, who looked for whose trouble? Did Paul look for the viper's trouble? Yes. Why? Help me, help me, help me. Help me, help me. Did Paul... Praise the Lord. Thank you. Hallelujah. Yeah, we were meant to understand that Paul wanted to put the fire so they can warm themselves around the fire. Because they were feeling cold. The region was a cold region. So they had, Paul had two options. He had to die in the cold or face the monster that wants to prevent them. Okay, so this is the wisdom there. Either you continue this God that you are pursuing with your heart. Where some people are accepting that so long you keep going to church, so long you keep doing this, your life will not be better. It's either you stay with God or you say, No, I, will, I don't want trouble. You know, there are people that say, Me, I don't want Wala. That's that one little boy is in town now. They call his name Portable. Very interesting young man. He has this funny, noisy slang. He shouts around the city. And, and I, I didn't say it all. I didn't say it. The pastor does not know it all. Pastor does not know this slang, so you should not say it in this church. But those of you who have seen it in your hearts, I can hear you. That boy will keep shouting. The one young man wrote another song and said, Well, I know they finish you. Am I correct here? Ladies and gentlemen, it's either you blessed up yourself. Look, I must put an end to this viper as no option, or I die of cold. And there's another singer in America. His name happened to be 50 Cent. I don't like his philosophy, but it just sounded like the one of Paul and the Viper. He said, get rich 
Eh? I didn't say it too. There is a viper that is saying, don't look for my trouble, leave me alone. But Paul said, no, I will kill you, not just for my sake, so that every other person can have peace in this community. And he killed the viper. Two sources of challenges. There is a song I like to sing, just bear with me, not too much of a good singer. When I came into the auditorium, I didn't see great scorers, you know, and I saw a lot of us using the mic to sing. <laughs> and I was very excited. You know one thing I like about Grace Assembly? Everybody here, we are equipped to function well. Everybody, if I drop this mic and say I'm not doing a pastor again, there is a thousand and one pastors to take my place. Am I correct? The way everybody here is wired is to be extremely functional. God is raising stars here. Nobody can claim to be indispensable. And I will say this again, by the way, and maybe the pastor was not on seat. I said, if you didn't go to the four walls of any university, if you stayed in Grace Assembly for one year, they would think you are a graduate. Am I correct? There's a song echo in my heart. It said, I will not be silent. I will always worship you. That's the part I like. As long as afford to be what? Silence! You can't afford to complain and say things are going bad and therefore you will keep quiet. No! It's to say I will always worship you. I want to establish again that every Bible character that we have read from Abraham to the end, the story of every Bible character is a, is a story of someone who went through something and came out successful. And so I'm going to ask you a very honest question. Do you know any Bible character person that against all the odds, the odd was against him? Anybody? No, there is. There is. Because like I said, the lesson tonight is that what are the decisions you need to take to ensure that the odds will be for you? Do you know any Bible character? A lady said, I love Father Abraham. I want to marry a man like Father Abraham. And the only question I ask her is that, can you be Sarah? Can you be Sarah? Not Sarah by beauty, but Sarah by patience. She said, ah, no, I don't want to be Sarah. Then you can't have a, a husband like what? Abraham. The story of everybody in the Bible it's a story of the challenges they confronted and how they what overcame. But there are some people, they confronted challenges in the Bible and they were defeated. Can you give me an, ex an example? Bible students. Bible students. Anybody? Think of someone. Think, think. Think. You are thinking. Let me ask, let me ask you of this particular young man. They call him the young prophet. Anybody know the story of the young prophet? The young prophet that the Lord spoke to, that he should go to a city and prophesy, and that he should not talk to anybody. They give him all this instruction. But whilst he was in the city, and he delivered the mind of God, things started to happen. Someone heard it and went to tell who? The older prophet. And the older prophet said, the Lord told him that he should stop by and eat in his house. How did the story end? Against all odds. He died. What was the lesson there? 
every story in the Bible will either end the hard will be for you or against you. It is not everybody who cry to have a child will truly, truly go to the grave with a child. But I say something very truthfully today. If you do what you need to do and you know what to do, believe me, the hearts will always be for you. And the teaching today is this. I'm going to pause in a moment and throw some questions at us. Then I will roll out from Act of Apostle, Act of Apostle from chapter 1 of verse 27 and extract all the things Paul did right. Because the case study, the focus is Paul. What Paul did right that made the heart be in his advantage. But before I do that, I want to ask and I want to learn from everyone. What are the things we are capable of doing that will make the heart go against us? What are the things we can do that can make the heart go against us? I can give you an example. You keep wrong association. Am I correct? Wrong company. No matter how powerful the dream and the purpose is, if you are in the wrong company, in the wrong association, you will not win that battle. I ask a simple question. Learn the story of a man called Saul, a very tall man. And there was a man, another tall enemy called Goliath. Ordinarily, in the battle of comparison, who should have faced Goliath? Why didn't he face Goliath? Tell me the things you can do that can make the battle the hard against you. Tell me. Think, 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 think. What is your current behavioral pattern? There's a way you are behaving right now that even you, you know. With the way I'm doing and behaving, this, this expectation will not yield the results I desire. Think of something that we do or we always do that will make the battle go the other way. All right. Thank you. Always being negative, you see the problem bigger than what it is, and you tell yourself that it's not possible for you to be victorious. When you what? You are always negative. You see the problem bigger than you are what it is. Always negative. You see the problem bigger than what? What it is, and you always tell yourself you cannot defeat this problem. Please hold that mic and answer this simple question. David and Goliath, in the physical form, is Goliath truly bigger than David? Yes. Did David see the, with that size? No. How come David didn't see the size of Goliath? Don't be in a hurry to answer. How come David did not see the size of Goliath? Did Saul see the size of Goliath? Yes. Did Saul? That was why he could not face him. You asked that question earlier on. Yeah. The reason why Saul could not face Goliath is that he saw the literal form, the physical form of Goliath. Why did David not see that size? We're going somewhere. Mm -hmm. If you can get it tonight, you will have peace from tonight. No problem will scare you again. In my years of existence, I've realized that the noise of problem is usually louder than the voice of solution. In my years, when problem is, it comes like a torrent of wind. Particularly, let's imagine you are a woman that is not married. The number of those that will be saying, why are you not married? Why are you not married? Why are you not married? At some point, if you are not careful, you can be annoyed to say, uh, uh, what, what is the problem now? What is, why? The voice of problem. If you are not careful, we sink the voice of faith. We all can determine the outcome of any odd. If they sight, by 7.15, we're going to take prayer. 
How many of us saw the prayer that was posted today? Fantastic, and we're going there. So, why did David not see the size of Goliath? Hey, someone help me. I beg you, please. I want to learn from you too. Yes, please give it to her. Good evening, church. I think uh, David weighed Goliath spiritually. As Yes. David did not see the physical stature of Goliath. He saw the spiritual stature of Goliath. And by his own reading and comparison, he realized that his own spiritual stature is bigger than that of who? Goliath. Goliath. Now, so you don't, don't rush. This is the house of solution. David was able to do that because he had a good understanding of his own spiritual weight. Am I correct? Yes, sir. He didn't go and face Goliath because his pastor said go and face Goliath. He knew by himself. Now, you prepare attention to that story again. What were the things David said to confirm that his own weight was more than Goliath? Can someone help me? Please stay with me. Stay with me. What did Goliath, did David say to himself that made him have such confidence that look, ah, Ele, okay, what did he say? Help me, help me, help me. What did David say? He, just, he didn't just show up on Goliath and say, ah, I'm bigger than you spiritually. David reminded himself of something. Uh, good evening. Thank he you. had experience with killing the lion and the bear. So that gave him the courage to know that I have a God who has delivered me before he can do this. Ah, God bless you. Put your hands together and say that. But listen to what he said. Listen to what, listen to what David said. David didn't say, because I killed a lion and a bear. No. You know, these days, as you grow older in scripture, as you grow older in faith, the way you read the Bible, you read it like you are drinking wine. You know, you don't rush good wine. Yeah. You sip it. You read every line, every sentence. One of the things I learned in this church, you don't read one version to get a complete story. That was something David said before he mentioned the, the lion and the bear. Who is this uncircumcised Philistine that is defiling the army of the most high? Bible study. Bible, no, that was not what he said. That was not what he said. That was not what he said. No, no. If victory is your destination, then knowledge is your pathway. My people are in captivity for lack of knowledge. You will stay in captivity not because God has not set you free, but ignorance has kept you there. There was something he said. Help me. Help me. Bible study. He said, The God that delivered me. Can you recall that? Did you recall that? Did he say that? Oh, maybe I fabricated it. Was that what he said? The God that delivered me. So, the origin of his victory was not the lion that he killed. It's the source of power that enabled him to kill the lion. That same God. Oh, you thought it was a stone that killed him? You and I know. The solution to the issues of your life does not require a lot of jab, jab, jab. It's one divine instruction from God. But can we be honest here and be practical? If we are not here to waste our time, you cannot boast about the God you don't know. Now, don't be fooled. I work in the marketplace. I go to all kinds of... In fact, I had a massive experience around 31st of December. And that day, God said to me, I'll wait for you outside. A friend of mine was celebrating the 44th birthday, and guess where he took us to to celebrate? A business associate. He took us to one place. I don't know if it's okay to say it here. 
can delete it. When I entered the place, when I entered the place, even me, I knew that if the Holy Ghost was with me, it was waiting outside. No. I said, God, this is the den of thieves and robbers. The things I saw with my eyes, you can't. No, you know, church is the only atmosphere that everything is normal. There is sanity in church. Oh. Everything is okay inside this auditorium now. Once you step out of this space, you can hear wahala, wahala. Now, I, I marvel in my heart. Why don't people come and increase their mental health well-being? Coming to the more you come to church, the more healthier you are mentally. Am I correct? I can't afford not come to church. If you can survive church for six months, you never met God. No, 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 you didn't see God. David said, This God, you know, remember that so that scripture in, in Daniel. Those who know their God are the ones that we want. So the reason and how these odds will come out to your advantage is that you need to increase what? Your knowledge of God. Yeah. You need to increase your knowledge of God. Let me establish a few things. And when it comes to odds, types of odds, we have odds in ministry. Everyone who runs a ministry is trusting God that someday, one day, my, my ministry will grow. Is that correct? Yeah. Everybody. There is always a desired outcome for everybody that starts a vision. Anyone who has, who is not married, if you are listening to me right now, either in this auditorium or online, and you are not married, part of your desire for this year is that Lord settle my marital destiny. Am I correct? Am I correct here? So don't pretend that you don't know what the odds you are expecting. Somebody that is having a health issue is trusting God that Lord, in the name of Jesus, I will not have this sickness or disease again. Is trusting God for the end. There is somebody who say, my business, Lord, prosper my business. Let it be the best and the most profitable business in the year 2023. There are those who are saying, Lord, my academics, let this academic favor me. I saw a clip on YouTube. A lady graduated from a polytechnic and he said, I, I passed this exam by my book, book and he said, and today, they are about to withdraw a certificate. Career hearts. Baroness, there are those who are trusting God for fruit of the womb. But today I have good news for you. The Lord will hand in your favor. Amen. Can I hear a better amen? amen? So quickly, let us look at the positive things you need to do. The positive decisions you need to take to have a positive outcome. Number one, Acts 27 verse 22. Multimedia, you're going to stay on 27. All the points are in 27 of Act of Apostle. Act 27, verse 22. Listen to the story. This is the first point. Bring it out with your Bible and paper. Write it down. If Paul applied it and it worked for him, if he applied it, it will work for you. He said, and now I heard you to what? To what? Encourage me a little. To what? What does take heart mean? Be strong. Don't fret. Don't be nervous. Someone said, rather than pressing the panic button, press what? The prayer button. Don't panic. Don't listen to those lies. Trust me, you will be married in the name of Jesus. You will have children in the name of Jesus. But only on one condition. Be brave in your heart. Be strong in your heart. 
He said, take out. There will be no what? There will be no? For there will be no loss of what? Meaning the outcome will favor you on the condition that you will reduce your fear level. Somebody's already panicking. He said, ah, generally ascended though, hey, 11 months ago, if you see things like that, you will soon get tired. Take heart. Take heart. Tell your neighbor, take heart. Be brave. Be brave. Because if you can remain brave, there shall be no what? Loss. So you need a positive mindset. You need a positive character to make the odds turn in your favor. Number two, Acts 27, verse 23 to 25. The second thing you need to do to make sure that the odds ends in your favor. Acts 27, 23 to 25. For there stood by me this night. You need to pay attention to this particular one. For there stood by me this night an angel of the God whom what? To whom what? And two things there. Don't fulfill one and leave the other. To whom I belong and to whom I what? I serve. I cannot approach Pastor Yomi's company and say pay me salary. Pastor Yomi will look at me and say, are you okay? I can say to you, you have sins of God. God rewards those who work for him. Am I correct? The Bible says he's the rewarder of those who diligently seek him. If you are a true servant of God, if you are a true servant of God, you belong to God and you serve him. I, I have a good news to tell you. Your story will end well. Amen. On the condition that you want, you belong to God. Now, please, I met somebody a couple of days back. I didn't know that it's not every testimony that people come and share that originated from God. Some of them are well padded. You know what I say? Padded testimony. And I'm not talking about padded in terms of uh, um, maybe money. No. People are visiting places. They are visiting places as alternative arrangements to get what they want. Am I the only one in this story? Am I correct here? So you cannot be here. Multimedia, please bring the last slide I sent up. Bring that last slide up. That was this. No, not this one. The one I told you that I might forget. This one. Look at this slide. Good. Who is in the middle? You. Who is the other one there? What are they doing? Let me now ask a very honest question. Look at the face of the man in the middle. Which direction is his face looking at? Eh? Who is that, that guy in the middle? Who is he looking at? Who can you say that that person is following? Eh? No, let's be honest. It's just a simple image. This guy in the middle, which is you, who is that person following right there? Eh? Nobody. Would you be able to say this fellow belongs to God? Can you also say he belongs to the devil? Where is he? You see, when we come to church, we got to make up our mind to say, look at what you said. Every day is a constant battle between what? Good and evil. You have what? What choice have you made today? Paul said that the only condition that the all will work out in your favor, number one, you must belong to God fully, not partially. And number two, you must what? Serve him. 
Serving includes, includes literal involvement in the maintenance of his house. Now, this is divine instruction. Number three, what you need to do to ensure that he holds any your favor. Acts 27, 26 to 28. Now, I need also please go back to that 27, 23, and 25. Let me read it. For there stood by me this night an angel of the, of, of the, of the God of whom I belong and whom I serve, verse 24, saying, do not be what? Afraid, but you must be brought before Caesar, and indeed God has granted you all, those who say with you, 25, therefore take out men, for I believe God that it will be just as I was told. To this year, the Lord told us that 2023 shall be what? You don't throw it away because January is over. You stay with it. Why? Therefore, take out men, for I believe that the prophecy of this year of providential outcome of happiness, that is what Paul did. God told him before this incident. God told us around December or January 1st, hold on to what the Lord has said. Tell your neighbor, hold on to God's word. It doesn't matter the wind. Hold on to God's word. It doesn't matter what the situation is. Hold on to God's word. With this, it will come out in your favor. Are we together here? Number three. Acts 27, 26 and 28. Acts 27, 26 and 28. The second point here is, the third one, be action-oriented. Rather than allowing the weight of the situation to overwhelm you, move into action. That's what it is. However, we must run aground on a certain island. Please go on. 27. 27, quickly. Now, when the 14th night had come, as we were driven up and down in the Adriatic Sea, about midnight, the sailors sensed that they were drowning near some island. 28. And they took soundings and found it. Listen to what, if, if you have not been on the sea, you are not likely to understand what he's doing here. Now, my stepdad happened to be a naval officer. When they are approaching the shore, the depth towards the shore, it changes in levels. If you throw the anchor too close to the shore, you will damage the ship. So they measure this, the depth of the sea to determine when to drop the anchor. As they get so close enough where the, the ship can still float and not eating the sand beach. They drop the anchor and then they jump down from the ship and then get ashore. That was what they were doing. So this is the message. Whatever you are going through, whatever you are dealing with, so for instance, you are trusting God for a husband. Am I correct? You want to be married. You know, marriage is a function of two factors. You must learn to mingle. Am I correct? The more you mingle, the higher your chances of finding a partner. Am I correct? Is that correct? Then you must have what we call social grace. You know what social grace is? It is not you go to a party and you say, no, it doesn't work that way. There is something they call the law of attraction. Am I correct? Attraction is a function of three things. Your look, your speech, and your body disposition. Am I correct here? Now, you cannot say you want it to end in your favor. You don't go out. Let's go to party. No, I don't want to go. Let's do that. No, 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 no. These people, they put the action to work. 
this year, express your social grace. Go to events, go to wedding. You don't go and catch fish on the tree. Where do you catch fish? Now, some of our sisters are very religious. Every day you are in church. The only face you see in church every day is either the pastor's face and your colleague. Weekend, you are not, look, look. You see, God is the God of balance. Man is a social animal. I cannot want to thrive in business and sit in my room and expect customers to look for me. The law of transaction says the louder you are, the higher your chances of patronage. Am I correct here? If you want people to know what you do, make noise. Visit people like Pastor Yomi's business, where they help you increase the image of your organization. Christians, I love my church for one thing. They don't teach you the, the rod of Moses alone. They teach you how to use your brain. We call it intelligent Christianity. You want to be, you are trusting God for fruit of the womb. Be honest with me as a conversation. What do you think a woman should be trusting God for fruit of the womb? No, no, I've seen, I, I, as a young man, if I was not married, I have seen some sister in church, I will not look at their face twice. Mm. Because you do want to hear me. How can you expect me to take you as my queen and you have no quality of a queen at all? I have programmed myself to be the king. No, now, no, now. Can you brush your hair a little more? Can you change that cologne you're wearing? Can you put a beautiful smile? Pastor Colin shared a message one day. I finished ministry and he came up to summarize it. He said, life is about value. If you have value, they will look for you. We are talking about making the ends. The, a young man visited me today and he's trusting God to have a fantastic job. And I said to him, your current level of competency on a scale of 10, where would you rate it? He said five. I said, if you got a job, they will give you 25% of your current competency. You know why? Because CV can open the door for the job, but character will sustain you. Am I correct here? Ladies and gentlemen, for the horse to work in your favor, you must be deliberate to develop yourself. One of the decisions I made this year, Pastor Omi, I told myself, there is only one man I have met in my entire life. I don't have the best of rapport. But you know what I told myself? He knows something I don't know. He has the qualities of where I want to go. He says the things I like to hear. I need to be an apprentice before him to get to where I'm going. You know the truth? If you have not been an apprentice anywhere, nobody will qualify you as a master. I'm not changing the narrative. I'm saying your brain can be 100% spiritual and be socially useless. You must be not, you know, it is painful when we say invite people to church. If I was a girl, I would invite all kinds of guys to church. Yes. I'm inviting them for two reasons. Either they pick me or they pick someone else in the church because the person near sitting beside you is the solution to your problem. If Paul did not kill that snake, that snake will kill someone else. Social grace. Number four. Engage in real number five. Engage in real warfare prayer, particularly with prayer and fasting. Act 27 9. Everything I have, I'm reading is from Act of Apostle. 
27. The same chapter Pastor Yomi read on Sunday. Then fearing less, we should run 27 verse 20, verse 9, verse 9. 27 verse 9. 27 verse 9. Listen to what Paul did here. Don't, don't lose focus of the message. The message is, how do I make everything work for my good at the end of the day? That's the message. Now, when much time had been spent and selling was now dangerous, if you are in a situation that is becoming new and is looking more embarrassing and disgraceful, look at what Paul did. When much spent, selling was not dangerous because the fast was already... Did you see fast there? Did you see fast there? The poor fast there? Meaning some of this situation will not change except by prayer and fasting. If you are lazy that every time you must eat, then let us not fool you. There is no magic before God. The flesh must give way for the spirit of God to grow in you. Some problem will expire tonight. I know it so well. Some problem will expire tonight. So part of what is needed to make the odds in your favor you cannot afford to be lazy spiritually. They said the best time for a true believer who is truly at war to pray is between 1 a.m. and what? 3 a.m. Am I correct here? Pray! Paul did it. Let's go to the next point. You must be physically strong to win this battle of life. The day they will call you for an interview because you are so fasted and you have overfasted. Eh? And yet you go to the interview. What is your name? I'm giving you a life story. Let me give you a life story. A pastor friend who has a pastor, he has a church in Shagam, went to American embassy. He had been fasting for 80 days to get the visa. I'm not telling you a book, a story I read in the book. You know, we Christians, tendency for extreme is a problem. 80 days he fasted. He finally got to in front of the, you know, they will ask you a question. Give us your travel history. The man, I traveled to different places, so the only thing that came to his mind was Ghana. He said, I've been to Ghana. The interviewer said, is that all? You know Osa? Osa. Osa started to deal with him there. And he could not talk. They denied him. I tell you not a joke here. If David was not physically fit, he wouldn't be able to run towards Goliath. Hello? You are too weak to handle the victory you are expecting physically. You are spiritually strong, physically weak. You do you know the way you have you walk. Only why are you walking like this? Walk smart, walk agile, walk. My pastor is 60, over 60. Papa, Pastor Ronnie is over 60. Do you see the way they walk? You, you are 27. You are dragging like this, and your trouser is here. Eat well, sleep well, have physical strength. It will matter in the day that it is a physical assessment. It will matter. If you have physical strength and spiritual strength, the odds will end in your favor. Let me give you the last point and then we pray. The last point here says to win these hearts in your favor. Acts of Apostle 27. What do you mean? Just be careful with this one. 
Acts 27 verse 3. Pick up a line in verse 3. Write it down. I will give you the Paul recipe for a successful outcome. The recipe of Paul. Act of Apostle 27 verse 3. Please listen to something there. And the next day, we landed at Sidon. Julius. Who is Julius? Julius treated Paul. How? How? Kindly. Can I be honest with you? Who likes you matters in the victory of your life. If everybody does not like you, it's a big problem. Don't take comfort in saying, yeah, that is who I am. That is who you are. You will die alone. I am being honest with you. Let me give you the same example. At some point, Julius liked him. That same Act 27. Multimedia, give me the verse 42 and verse 43. This is the same Paul that the angel appeared to. But he also knew that he had to leverage on the likeness of somebody. A Julius was like you. Look at what he said in verse 42. He said, and the soldier did what? They planned to kill everyone, including Paul. Including Paul, who saw an angel. Lest any of them should what? Swim away and escape. Please read the other line with me. But the centurion what? Wanting to save Paul. Ah! Hello! As I'm talking to you, somebody is talking about you to recommend you somewhere. Amen. No, don't say amen. Don't say amen. How did Paul get to a point where Julius liked him, the centurion liked him? Somebody must like you to make a recommendation on your behalf. This is your lifestyle of, I don't... You don't greet anybody for a birthday. You don't take congratulations to anybody's wedding. You don't do it. You, you just don't participate in any human being's life. As a matter of fact, if you're not in church, nobody's aware. Ah! It is not good. Is any, is any, is, 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 if anybody ever told you that you will survive that way, it's a lie. My wife is not seated here, but there are some gentlemen here seated in this auditorium. If they don't see my wife in church, they will go to her house and look for her. What can we say when you are not around? Because what we are saying when you are not around is the, is the validation, your credibility, and your attestation of who you really are. If everybody hates you, it will take you a long time to get to the top. They saved him. The centurion saved him. They could have killed him. It doesn't matter. They will kill him. Whether you saw an angel or saw a devil, they will kill him. But Joseph... Even in the prison, you remember the story of Joseph? Even in the prison, the warder liked him. It matters who like you in this kingdom. It matters. And it's on that note I will say to you, if you apply all this power recipe to make the horse in your advantage, the truth is you shall have a happy ending. If you believe you say a good amen. amen. We're going to pray now, like I mentioned. And the prayer point this morning is very clear. We have about, about 24 days to the election. Is that correct? There's a lot going on out there. You can't withdraw money from ATM. Somebody went to withdraw 100,000 naira today. They gave him a lot of naira notes. As in a lot of it, a lot. The young man was asking, where do I start counting naira in 100,000? There's a lot of overwhelming situation. I call it the water outside the boat. We will not let that water enter our boat because we shall not sink. The word of God for us this year is that we shall have what? A very happy outcome. If you believe that, can you rise on your feet this beautiful evening?
Rise on your feet very quickly and we will take the prayer for today. Can you help me with this song? God is able to do what he says. You know the song? God is able to do just what he says he will do. And he's gonna fulfill every promise to you. Don't give up on God, cause he won't give up on me. point for today. Of course, you are aware that by tomorrow, the fasting will be over as a corporate body, but the fasting continues. Until the victory is ascertained, nobody is giving up. When I read the prayer point this morning, it communicated clearly that indeed, if you can make this prayer your watchword, you shall end the year with a happy ending. He said, for this reason, we pray that you may be filled with the knowledge of God's will. In all wisdom, and spiritual words understanding that you may walk worthy of the Lord fully pleasing be fruitful in every good works and increasing in the knowledge of God Father let it be so for me my blood family my church family this year and beyond in the name of Jesus Christ can I agree to amen Put your right hand on your head tonight and you will take that prayer Lord I come before you empty fill me with the knowledge required to fulfill my purpose on earth fill me with knowledge, fill me with understanding fill me with revelation when Solomon said what do you need me to give he said give me more wisdom give me more knowledge, ask the Lord with your mouth this evening and say Lord uh, I don't know how to go about my life I don't know how to run my life I don't even know where to go to everybody's leaving Nigeria Lord should I even leave Nigeria, should I stay in Nigeria, fill me with knowledge oh God, fill me with wisdom 
wisdom. Uh, give me knowledge. Increase my understanding of life. Uh, let me not move around like an MCP. Lord, increase my knowledge level in you. Increase my wisdom in you. You need more wisdom. The Bible says wisdom is the principal thing. With wisdom you will prevail. Uh, uh, your odds will turn to your advantage when there is increase of wisdom. Lord, increase my knowledge level. Knowledge on your job. Uh, knowledge in your business. Uh, knowledge in your marriage. Uh, knowledge at home. Uh, knowledge in raising your children. Ask the Lord to increase your knowledge. Ask the Lord to increase your wisdom. You need more knowledge. Uh, the one you have is not enough. Uh, the one you have used is not taking you too far. Increase in knowledge. Increase in wisdom. Lord, that is our prayer. As we bring this fasting to a close, this is our corporate desire. This is our corporate prayer. Increase in knowledge. I cannot afford to be a fool. I cannot afford to be an idiot. Lord, I cannot afford to be a fool. Give me more knowledge. Give me more wisdom. Increase my wisdom as I lead my people. Give me wisdom, Lord. Of my business, give me knowledge. In my career, give me wisdom. In my business, give me knowledge. Help me, oh God, with more knowledge. In Jesus' name, you are prayed. Can I hear a better amen this beautiful evening? The prayer is not just over with us. He said that you may walk worthy. You may walk worthy. Let me put it in a little Yoruba. Oh, Nishin, Lodui. What that means in English is that you will not go to where God has not sent you. Wherever, everywhere you will step into this year, I say good news will be waiting for you there. You will walk worthy of the Lord. You will walk worthy of the Lord. Put your hand on your head one more time. Lord, lead my path in this year. As I end this faster, let me enjoy divine leading. Let me enjoy divine direction. Everywhere I go, let good news be waiting for me. I will not enter the wrong vehicle. My children will not enter the wrong place. Lead me spiritually. Lead me physically. Let me enjoy divine leading. Wherever the Lord leads, He leads them unto greatness. He leads them unto prosperity. The earth will be in my favor. The earth will be in my favor. Oh Lord, uh, lead me. Let me walk a worthy walk before you. Everything in me that is that is refusing to obey you, let it depart from my heart, oh God. Father, we thank you. In Jesus' name, we are prayed. Can I hear a better amen? amen? Look at the last something he said there. He said, fully pleasing in him, being fruitful. Yeah? Being fruitful, yeah? That prayer speaks volume. May you not walk in vain this year. May you not be that all they see about you is a lot of work, no results. This year, every little seed you put in the ground, there shall be grace harvest in the name of Jesus. Put your hand, lift your voice and say, Lord, let the works of my hands uh, be fruitful in this new year. Let me enjoy multiple harvests. Uh, let me enjoy increase uh, in the works of my hand. Lord, uh, rain your harvest upon me. Rain your fruitfulness upon me. Let my work be fruitful. Let there be increase, oh God. Uh, let my work be fruitful. Let my business prosper. Let my children prosper. Let our church prosper. Lord, increase us on all God in the name of Jesus. So let it be, oh Lord. Father, we ask, oh God, this year fruitfulness will be our experience. This year we shall be fruitful. Our wives will be fruitful. Our children will be fruitful. The singles will be fruitful. Just trusting God for business. They will get fruitful business, Lord. Fruitfulness will be our experience. As we approach the testimony Sunday, there shall be harvest of fruitfulness for us. As we step out tomorrow, we will enter into harvest of goodness fruitfulness all around us, progress all around us, prosperity all around us, in the name of the Lord Jesus, cause the works of our hands to be fruitful, O God. Father, let it be. Father, we give you glory. 
We give you praise. We give you honor. Thank you for hearing our prayer. In Jesus' precious name, we are prayed. Can I hear a better amen? Give those hands and say, Lord, I thank you for hearing my prayer. Thank you because as I come on Sunday, I'm coming with testimony. As I come on Sunday, I'm coming with testimony. Between now and Sunday, testimony will locate me. Between now and Sunday, somebody will bring testimony my way. Lord, I receive testimony. Thank you, precious Father. In Jesus' name, we are prayed. If you be that prayer, say, better amen. All right.